My Mom's Podcast is brought to you by Cure International. Cure heals kids. And then they tell them about Jesus. Find out more at my mom's website. Come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and then click on Cure. Hashtag thanks for listening. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL? I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talk to the mailman. <laughs> is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this is this is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. Hi, my name's Lisa Williams and I stress out Carrie Scott because on my iPhone, I don't really clear little messages like next to my email icon. It says I have 6,243 emails. This makes Carrie Scott very nervous. I don't understand because if you look at my phone, it is nice and tidy and clean. (laughs) And even if I see a number... I have to have it and make it go away because it is so stressful to me. Why? I mean, I'm looking at your phone right now and you have numbers on all of these little apps on your iPhone and that's not normal, Lisa. Not normal. I beg to differ. I think I'm more normal. If anyone would like to come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and let us know who's more normal because, you know, I can't touch my little Twitter icon every time somebody acknowledges. Yes, you can. So, yeah, and and Chase Bank, they're constantly sending notifications. I've got 325 notifications from Chase Bank. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Lisa. You know what? It actually might be a visual of our life. My life, I'm maybe I'm a little neurotic and I have to have things under control. Maybe this is a control issue and maybe or maybe you're just more creative free and spirit. free spirit and you like seeing different numbers move on your screen and different colors. I don't know. I think mine is control. I don't want to be controlled. Like I got a text and so I look at it, but I don't have to touch it. And when I don't touch it. <laughs> 33, 33 of them are waiting there. I've read all of them. I just haven't touched them. It's like, really? I have to touch it to make the number go away? You have 33 text messages you have not made I go away? I read them. I just haven't made them go away. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. So this week we're talking about beauty from ashes. And it's really a nice concept when you think about it. Something's been burned to the ground. It will no longer exist. It's ashes. It's gone. It's ruined. It's done. And then suddenly there's beauty. So Carrie has looked up the scripture from Isaiah. She's got this for you. 
Isaiah 61 says this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Let it be. Let it be. This is probably one of my favorite scripture. Yeah. Because it just so many of the things that are in there are things that Carrie and I talk about a lot. We think about you a lot. We think about other people a lot. We think about how very much we want people to know Jesus, we burn with it. I I burn. I burn inside with a desire for you to know the one who set you free and for you to be free. And Carrie burns with it too. I burn with a desire for us to be free and be who he made us to be. I get really fed up, y'all, with Hollywood and politics and TV shows and everything that consumes our mind and makes us think this is what life is all about. And it's going to be a sad awakening day when we get to the end of our lives for some people and they go, my whole life was futile. I did nothing with this gift of my life. I just... I just spent it all on entertainment and trying to keep up with other people, and and I wasted this precious life that God gave me. But for but for some of us, we we've, we've seen right, we've seen Jesus, we know Him, and the more you know Him, the more you want other people to know Him, and the more you want to know Him, right? And so I, in freedom, want others to be free, and I want us to then run with the calling that God has for our lives. That to me, is what that whole Bible verse just said. Mm -hmm. It was all about freedom. I mean, Jesus, isn't that what Jesus stood up and read? He stood up and read those scriptures Mm -hmm. to the people and said, this is who I am. And what I love about it is it's talking about that we are all wounded and he came to bind up the brokenhearted. Well, here's what I love. I heard this term one time. It's called being the wounded healer. And so that's you, Lisa, that's me, that's you listening to the show, because you have wounds and places where you have felt hopeless and you've seen God come in and restore yes. and heal and and give you a, a crown of beauty where the ashes have been forever. And you then become a wounded healer because then you walk around still close to that wound. You know how hard life has been and the things that have been such a struggle for you. And it's that power of of testimony that then helps heal somebody else. I mean, can you remember a time where you were struggling with your finances or you were struggling in your marriage or you were struggling with a kid that's just making choices that you know better and they know better? Everybody knows better. Everybody knows better. (laughs) And they're making choices and you're like, this is not how I raised them. And, and, have you ever run into somebody that had an experience like that and just to hear them talk about it and how God brought them to the other side of healing, how much that does uh, does something for your spirit just to know that. So it's the power of testimony. It's us seeing that crown on their head where the ashes have been. So Carrie has a story today that she's going to be vulnerable and tell you about. It's a story from her life when there was a moment that she would call beauty from ashes. When I got married, it was 
a nightmare, honestly. I came into this marriage and I was so broken and my husband was so broken. So we came in to our marriage with so much baggage and so much woundedness and brokenness. And maybe you know what I'm talking about because you are feeling the same thing in yours. And it just got worse and worse. And within a few months, we were already in intensive counseling. And, you know, it, his his baggage was butting up against my baggage and I was getting triggered and tangled and he was getting triggered and tangled. And, you know, God was, God knew it all along. He put us together and he was probably up there giggling because he knows that sometimes that's the only incentive we have to fix ourselves, right? Is when it's so uncomfortable in our life that we, something has to change. So we got into intensive counseling and we really worked through or tried to work through some of these these wounds that we had. and But I was pretty certain it was all his fault and he was pretty certain it was all my fault and we got to a breaking point. So we had been, this was probably seven years into our marriage. None of the years had been good. We had had you know, two kids during that time. And they were probably the only reason we were staying together. But it was, you know, it was yucky upon yucky. It was barf on barf on barf this marriage for a while. (laughs) It was barf wrapped up in barf for seven years. (laughs) Did they make an anniversary card for that? Like, you know, year seven, did you find the barf card? Yeah. I don't know. It was, I need seven years of barf cards because, you know, seven years. And and I remember this um, like it was clear as day. So I'm laying in my room, um, reading a book, laying on my bed, and my husband walks in and he has, he's just broken. He's just in tears and he falls on the bed. And he says to me, I- I'm so sorry. I, I do not know what's been going on in my mind, but I just need to reveal this to you. By the way, I have permission to share this story, by the way. Um, Anyway, so let me give you a little backstory. My husband and I had been doing counseling and we were not seeing the results we wanted because we weren't ready to own our part of it. We weren't really ready to see what was going on inside of us. We were becoming part of the problem, not part of the process of healing that God wanted for us. And so we had kind of come to a breaking point, but I didn't really know it. So my husband had rented an apartment And he was planning to move out the next day. And I didn't know about it. The kids didn't know about it. My oldest, Sam, was almost three. And then my daughter was one. And anyway, so my husband walks into the bedroom to to put Sam down to sleep and said prayers with Sam. And as he was leaving, Sam grabbed him and said, Dad, don't leave. And, and my husband's like, I'm not going anywhere, Sam. I'm just going into the next room, honey. I'll, I'm just going to be right here. I'll see you tomorrow. And he gets up to leave and Sam grabs him again and says, Daddy, don't leave. And Wayne's still not really understanding what's going on because Sam had never done this before and had ne- has never done this since. Grabs onto my husband again and says that. And Wayne's like, Sam, I'm just... Dude, I'm just going to the next room. I'm going to grab a Dr. Pepper. I'm going to watch Survivor. I'm just going to be like right around the corner from you. And he gets up to leave. And then he said, Sam grabbed him, this almost three-year-old with Herculean strength, and got tears in his eyes and said, Daddy, don't leave. And Wayne said that something in him broke. And it was like the scales, they talk about an axe. Paul talks about how the scales fell off of his eyes and he was able to see clearly. And Wayne realized that, that this marriage is something he wanted and this, he didn't want to blow up this family and he wanted restoration and healing. And he realized he had a flood of love come into his heart for me. And so he walks into the bedroom where I'm laying on the bed and he just falls on the bed and starts crying. 
And I'm freaking out because I don't know what has happened in the other room. But see, my reaction would have been uh, to when he, when he's talking about how he wanted to restore and he wanted to to, you know, he confessed that he was wanting to move out the next day and had made plans to do so. What I probably would have done to him was emasculate him and make him feel like a loser. Or I would have jumped in and given him all these um these this list of things he had to do to get back in my good graces. But I didn't do any of that. And he came in and instead of being, you know, having a passive aggressive comment or being rude and and dismissive or whatever he might have done, his normal MO, he didn't come into the room that way. And in that moment, the normal that we had was not normal anymore. And I broke and Wayne broke. And we, in that very moment, God healed that marriage. Now, here's what I want to say to you, because that's not normal. Because here's the reality. So often, God takes us on a journey to heal because there are things we have to learn along the way that make healing and restoration sustainable for us. So if he just miraculously healed everything we needed and every time we needed it, we would have missed some key points along the way that we needed to walk in the freedom. But in this moment, it was a 180 degree turn. And and when he walked into that room and when I was in that room, we were one way. And when we walked out, we were completely different. Now, we still struggle and we had to do some counseling and we still do from time to time just to work through some things. And we have good conversations. We have bad seasons of marriage and good seasons of marriage. And it's just like every other marriage. It's just like your marriage. But in that moment, I saw God take all these ashes, just, you know, our marriage was burning up and there were ashes all around us and we were wearing the ashes. We were dancing in the ashes. We were throwing the ashes on us. We were living in the ashes and he, he put on us a crown of beauty and he restored a marriage that was not restorable. We were on divorce's doorstep and the Lord came in and took those ashes and formed a beautiful crown of beauty and put it on our head. And it is because of that, that we, I'm so grateful for my husband most of the time. <laughs> and he is grateful for me all of the time. I just know it. But I, I want to give you hope out there. I want to make sure you know that um, it, nothing is hopeless. And all the ashes that you're sitting in right now, be it in your finances, in your parenting, in your person, in your marriage, in your job, whatever it might be, all the ashes that you're sitting in and you're just, you're up to your eyeballs in them. There is hope because the Lord promises in his word that he will restore those ashes and make them beautiful. And so since the Lord is not a liar, and is incapable of going back on his word, since there is a precedent set in the Bible for that, it can happen to you too. It can happen for you too. So the promise that was then is the promise that is now. And so never give up hope because if you are seeking the Lord and asking for him and submitting yourself to him and and are prayerful and really walking out what you need to be walking out, the Lord will heal and restore and he will take those ashes and he will turn them into something beautiful.